like holding up marshmallows with clouds. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it's like holding up <laughs> it's like holding up metal with clouds. With or marshmallows. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And I'm now a professional audio mixer. Ryan is a professional audio mixer. There he is. He doesn't look at me anymore or my beautiful brown eyes. He just looks at the audio. I look at volume levels on our new recorder, which is pretty sweet. Anyway, uh, this is a Siege show, not an audio production podcast. So today, guys, we got good stuff. We got a new patch that has hit the live build. We have a video from Ubisoft themselves answering random Rainbow Six questions, some of which are pretty interesting. And uh, we are focusing on operator ideas from the community today. So we've got loads, loads of operator ideas that you guys have submitted that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to rank our top five. And what does the winner get, Chris? The winner gets 600R6 credits. Wow. Which you can buy a lot of stuff with. Wow. Yeah. Which is going to be paid in the form of Venmo or PayPal or something because Uplay has no way to gift you R6 credits or games or anything, which is so dumb. But it does seem dumb. There's literally no way to do it. So um, anyway. Also, we should follow up on our community play day that happened this past weekend slash community tournament. We had a tournament. We did have a tournament. And guess who won? Well, it's a mystery. It's sort of it's sort of a <laughs> it's it's sort of up to interpretation. <laughs> it is up to interpretation. So yeah, it was it was really fun, I should say. Like um we had a good time. Lots of people were there, like I think we had like thirty people or something. We had mm-hmm. six full teams. Yep. So we had thirty people there. Um and we went through this tournament, it ended up taking a lot longer than we expected. Yeah. And then people had to start dropping off because they were in like very late like time European zones. European time yeah. zone. It's 5 a.m. their time. <laughs> so we got through the first uh, game of the finals and then we had to kill it. It was supposed to be a best of three maps. And yeah, we ended with one. And then, then we had the final boss, which was just basically the unrenowned squads. It was me, you, just unfriendly, who plays with us a lot. And then Zeus from the Discord and Breezy, also from the Discord, who we just were the final boss against the other team that was in the finals, and we played a 15-round match on board or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so, so now you, you may notice in the Discord there are people with the role border survivors. Those are all of those who endured the 15-round game on border. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. I had fun the whole time. I did not... There wasn't a point during that game that I thought like I was getting sick of it or anything. Like I was having fun. No, it was super fun. Um, I also just love border. Border was a lot of fun. I actually want to go through and make a little highlight reel of of some of the border stuff. We also, uh, so you were in the team that was in the finals against Mm -hmm. this other team. Yeah. um, Originally. And so I went ahead and hosted the match that I was spectating. And then uh, Just Unfriendly hopped into Discord with me and we were like casting the match for the stream. So it was like actually really, really fun to like cast your guys as a match so you can I'll, I'll like put that up on youtube or something just like clip out that one whole thing and put that on youtube if anybody wants to check it out because it was it was pretty fun cool. so you can find that on my youtube channel which is ryguy w-r-y-g-u-y but 
if anybody has any feedback on the tournament, whether or not you thought it was fun or like what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. I know some people were disappointed because they kind of got eliminated in the very first round, which basically meant they played one game and then kind of the play day was over for them, mm-hmm. which like I totally get. And that's something we were trying to find a way to like avoid, but you can't really with the tournament, right? Right. Um, so if you have any feedback about that, like let us know. You you can send us a private message or just post it in the Discord channel and the podcast feedback channel or something. Um, how short can you make rounds in Siege? Like time, like each round time yeah. wise? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can make it shorter than three minutes. That's dumb. Why, you want to make them like ultra fast? Well, like what if, I mean, I don't, not for like a turn, but like what if we had like a funny different kind of tournament where it was like, because you can turn the health up to 200 for everybody. Uh-huh. So what if you had shotguns only for everyone, health at 200 and the timer was like a minute 30 seconds. Yes. And it was like first to three. And we had like a small tournament with that double elimination. So you're basically talking about showdown. Yeah, basically. But <laughs> with five on five on normal maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that, I love that idea. Um, and we should play around with some custom settings and see if we can make some custom games. What I was thinking is like, it'd be fun to do... Uh, so we want to do a play day every season. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to do one that's like more of a casual play day where we're playing like games we've made up like Cav Hunt was one that uh. we made before and like stuff like you're talking about with the shotgun thing. And then it'd be fun to like separately do like a, a community tournament where like put together your team and come and, and we'll do some sort of tournament or something. Yeah. Um, but, or if you have any other ideas of like how you'd like play days to go in the future, or what you think is missing, like uh, we'd love to hear your feedback cause we want to make this fun for the whole community. Um, right. And I think people did have fun, but like, I'm a little bit worried that some people like were a little disappointed with, because like, it does start to like, one round and that's it it's over right right and especially because like you know if it's like if if you and i were not playing in the tournament uh and we could sort of like host games with the people who were eliminated and just continue playing or whatever then that'd be one thing but it's like when it's just a bunch of strangers who are like eliminated together like and the like the glue isn't there to like right to make it run then like it's they kind of just dropped off and we're gone so Anyway, we would love to hear your feedback on that. But let's get into... We also learned that custom games in Siege suck more than we thought they did. It's so bad. They are so bad. Okay, yeah, here's some feedback. In case anybody from Ubisoft happens to be listening. Feedback on custom games. Number one, you need to explain your options a lot better. Yes. Because the naming scheme of, like, what these options are is not very descriptive for what it actually does. And, like, there's a lot of assumptions that you have to make about, like, how it actually works. So, like... Mm -hmm. There's there's one that's like basically what's it called, like overtime win something like how basically how many points ahead you need to be to win overtime, but then there's another one that's like overtime rounds and that's a number like so for for regular rank it's set to three. If you want it to be where like you have to win by two points, then you have to set it to unlimited overtime rounds, or else mm-hmm. there's like this hard cap limit thing on it. Um, and we didn't realize that, and so we got the settings wrong, and like it made the game end early. Uh, that's where I won. Yeah, where you won with like with an asterisk. I won a little bit early. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like just things like that. And then like the stupid thing of where like as soon as you set up a custom game, it reserves a server, even if you don't start the game. So if you have like a rule wrong, then you have to quit out, go fix the rule. And like, then you can't go back then, in a server for yeah, five you, minutes. You, because the server's reserved and you can't reserve a server for another five minutes. It's really, really stupid. Um also that like that you can't just like edit rules on the fly when you're in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just, I think the biggest thing that bugs me the most is that, and you said there says they're like 
there's de- predetermined like limits of things you can do. So instead of the time being like yes. a scroll bar, it's like either three minutes or three minutes, 30 seconds or four minutes. Like why just give me a scroll bar. Yeah. And let me make my own time. Why can't I just type in any number I want between yeah. zero and 1500 or whatever? Yeah. You know? And like the health, why is it like 100, 125, 150? Like let me put in a number. Yeah. Don't give me like all these predetermined things that you think are good. Yeah. Also, also like why isn't there a quick rule set where you can select like ranked rules? You know, you should be able to create a custom game type and just select ranked rules as the, as like the, the starting point. Like when you create a custom game, the rule set is completely random. Like it's not random, but it's, it's not, it doesn't match any rule set that actually exists in the game. No. So it's just like, like it's just not built to be used really. Yeah. Uh, and it's very disappointing. And there's HUD settings that are like, it's either pro league HUD settings or minimal or none. It's like, why not let me click on HUD settings and give me a checklist of things I want on and off. Yeah. Cause I want be off an injury notification. I don't want that on, but I want everything else on. Right. Like that would be so good. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a great idea, but yeah, the custom games, I think that's getting very much toward the top of my list of like wish lists for things that could yep. be better in siege. Yep. Um, uh, I think we also mentioned that on Stuff Seed Should Know twice now, on two episodes of Stuff Seed Should Know. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we need to make an official unrenowned wish list and rank it and then just like check things off as they happen. That's, That's called fun. episode six, Santa's wish list. That's true. Okay. Um, let's get into patch notes. So the patch that we talked about, I think, was it last week or the week before? That was coming it was last server. week. Last week. That we talked about. Uh, it was coming to test server. It's now out live. So this is the one that has some new rules around surrender. Uh, the Vulcan shield and its effect with the hostage was changed. Um, the attacker side logic bias during lobby creation has been fixed. So you won't be starting on attack 98% of the time now. Um, so that kind of stuff that is all in now. I noticed one thing. Let's see if I can find it real quick. There's one thing in here that we forgot to talk about last time that I actually thought was pretty interesting uh oh oh ash's breaching round fixed ash's breaching round is not destroyed when used on barbed wire with an active bandit battery i didn't know that her breaching round was supposed to be destroyed when it hits a bandit battery i i I knew that but at the same time i didn't like i wouldn't have expected it to happen if it happened to me but at the same time i would be like yeah i knew that happened like once it happened like yeah i knew that Hmm. i've seen it before yeah i guess i think i have seen it before i guess i just didn't really think about that that way it's like one of those things that you know, but like if you were to remake the game, you wouldn't think to make it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good little fix patch. I'm hoping that like this week we get a test server um, mid-season reinforcements patch. I think we will patch pretty notes. soon here because we're getting... Because season four usually releases like December, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting pretty close to a test server patch notes for mid-season M- MSRs. Yeah. Also, I guess we should mention that next week we're both going to be out of town. So we're going to be pre-recording the episode for next week. So if something big happens throughout next week, then sorry we missed it. <laughs> we'll get to it the week after that. You know where we're going? Disneyland. The happiest place on earth. It is. It literally Aside is. Aside from border. Aside from border. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So let's get to this thing um, with Alexander Kar- Karpazis. Sure. From Ubisoft. So he's the guy, uh, what does he have his title here? I he's think they, a community manager, I believe. They, they called him like presentation director or something yeah. like that. So he's the guy who is usually um, like... Beta a, tag guy. He's a beta tag guy. 
Beta Tig. Beta, beta Tig removed. Yeah. yeah, he's the guy who does like the presentations at the e, at ESL or whatever mm-hmm. pro league stuff. Who's telling us what's coming in pre in current previous current future <laughs> <laughs> future uh and upcoming patches and roadmaps and stuff like that so you you definitely know his face um but so anyway he he did a video sponsored by wired which is random but like, yeah weird it's like wired tech support i guess is a series and so he went through and answered some twitter questions about rainbow six and some of them had interesting little tidbits so mm-hmm. I'll just click through and find each of the questions. Um, some of them are not that interesting, but no, I think one of the interesting ones comes from the only Goku and they ask, would there ever be an operator with dual pistols or is that a bit too unfair for the rainbow six siege community? And he replied in a tweet and said, we've thought about that character with dual wielding, but have not prototyped it yet. It's a cool idea, but I don't know if we'll ever get there in the near future. Okay. So this is interesting. So now we know that they have like, they have the fridge that we've talked about and hopefully a freezer. Yeah. Um, they have operators that made it into the game and then they, have this list of operators somewhere that they've just thought about and like talked about, but hasn't been put. So hasn't been made to be put in a fridge yet. And so it's like, I wonder if they just have this like docking, like this Google doc that they all just like, if they ever think of something, just like put it in there and put an operator idea. Or if they just like constantly are talking about that in the office, like um, here's I, an idea. I bet you that, I mean, I'm sure they have meetings frequently to like brainstorm or whatever. And I'm, mm-hmm. I bet you that each of them are just kind of keeping their own little list of like ideas that they have. And they bring those to those creative meetings and like pitch it or whatever. Um, and then, I mean, I think based on like the way that they've talked about things, I think that they have like built and prototyped various operators that we have heard nothing about. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know if that's considered like in the fridge. I think there's like different points probably like, at, at like at a certain point you've been developed enough where you actually make it to like this could be in the game and it's like in the fridge for right now or whatever uh versus like oh we like quickly built this thing that fires explosives through walls when you attach it to a soft wall like fuse right yeah and let's see if it works and they just like do it and it's just like totally sloppy and and ugly and terrible but they're trying to see if it's fun yeah so i think there's a lot of stages throughout there that operators may be in yeah, I think. Do you think they had like a mini fridge and like a regular fridge and then like a, yeah, an industrial fridge, walk-in fridge, right. uh, like the big grocery store fridge. I think that those ones off. are the coolest. Yeah, where it's like a warehouse fridge. Yeah, that you walk inside of <laughs> yeah. and the whole thing's a fridge. Yeah. Anyway, I think my next interesting question on the Twitter comes from my tie. Wait, says, hang on, I have one. Okay, sorry, go Ryan. Um. Will Tucker, this was the first one. He actually asked, does anyone know how to get a custom 5v5 going on Rainbow Six Siege trying to practice with friends and we can't figure it out? So this is just another thing. It's just like, if it's so hard to set up a custom 5v5 that somebody has to ask on Twitter how to do it. And obviously I don't know how smart or old this person is. Like this could be like a six-year-old trying to figure out. But but that being said, it's like, clearly your custom games need some work if people can't even figure out how to set up a custom game. Yeah. So just another point on that. Thing. um mine my tie says hey so that rainbow six game what's up with this and it's a picture of like the parking i don't know if you've seen this but it's a pretty popular picture it's like the parking garage yeah. and there's like a one car in the parking garage and people have like speculated if it's like a map or like what it could be and i think it's it, like is, in the game files right mm-hmm. and it's a reflection that's on everything so he applies and says this is what's called a cube map the baked in reflection you see in characters so if you look at jaeger's goggles you'll see this reflected in them it's just a techie way to light the scene i think is what that continues as so basically it's just a default reflection that they put in everything that reflects stuff just to give it like a good look 
and I think this is kind of the same thing as like that shooting range that we're seeing in the background. I think it's just like a another cube map that they have that they just kind of throw in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Ryan still thinks the I think shooting that range is coming. the shooting range exists for a reason. Uh, okay, DZ Yeezy asked, uh, can you elaborate how the placements now work after the rank reset? Is it based off your last season highest MMR or on your last ending MMR? And is it still half the way to 2,500? So uh, Alex's answer on this was actually like very unclear, I felt like. Um, he did not do a very good job of explaining it. I think you probably would understand it a lot better just by reading the original patch notes. Uh, but he did clarify that it's based on your ending MMR for mm-hmm. the season. So if even if you like at one point place plat two, if you finish gold three, then your next season's rank is based on that gold three starting point. Yeah. So yeah. So so you, that again? you started your started your gold three starting point. You do your placement matches, uh, and then you're placed. I I think what he's saying is halfway between gold three and twenty five hundred. MMR. Okay, I still don't understand what you're saying, but what I think is happening, <laughs> I don't I don't get. Okay, so this is what I think he's saying is, say I'm plat three at the end of the season, mm-hmm. I'm like high plat three. So when I go do my placement matches, I'm still high plat three and still searching in that area. And then when I finish my ten, it takes whatever my new MMR is. So now let's say it's like low plat two and it's between that and 2500 so then i'll go around yeah gold two okay yeah right yeah okay. so so it takes yes 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 you which gotta. is not before i thought it was whatever your last one is now it's going to put you in the middle so say i had 3500 i'm going to start at 3000 for the placement matches and then i'll see where i am at the end of the placement matches and know it's you're going to start where you were before do your placement matches and then you're going to go in between mm. Yeah, I'm not sure which of those it is because, again, he was very, very unclear on it. But well, like, it says but, after that. So it says yeah. you'll do, you're will do. you going to finish the season. We take that MMR. Then you do your 10 placement matches, and we combine. Oh, see, that's confusing. We combine that. But then it says after that, we'll slot you in between 2,500 and wherever your MMR is. Yeah, so it's confusing. <laughs> if you still have questions on it, I would go back and read the original patch notes and or like ask for further fer- clarification from Ubisoft yeah. directly because that's that was not very clear. Um, but anyway, what we did find out for sure is that it's based on your ending MMR mm-hmm. and not your uh, highest MMR of the last right. season. Okay, Most Wanted Legend asked, uh, why was the bomber and terrorist hunt removed RIP? Um, and he explained basically what they said in the patch notes, which is that the bomber was removed to make it more, uh, to make terrorist hunt more similar to the online game because people use it as a warm up for online. And that obviously the bomber breaks the flow of that. And then the same thing with like the barbed wire rooms and the nitro rooms and all that stuff, which I think was a good change. However, as I was listening to that answer, I thought, why don't you have an option when you're selecting terrorist hunt, like on your matchmaking uh, options, or maybe even just like if you're just going to do a custom, like a lone wolf terrorist hunt or a squad terrorist hunt or whatever, why can't you just say like original and updated or something, you know, and yeah. choose the one that you want? Because some people like that experience of just playing terrorist hunt. And I'm sure that if you are one of the like realistic terrorist hunt players, that now it's suddenly a lot less fun because there aren't bombers, which. Yeah, you don't have to really worry about anything anymore. Right. Um, and like in my opinion, it's much better this way. But it's Agreed. it would have been good to leave it where you had an option. And also, I think it says a lot about how Ubisoft thinks about Rainbow Six Siege that like 
this is a multiplayer game. And originally, I mean, it always has been, but originally they were sort of kind of trying to straddle that fence of like, oh, but we have Terrorist Hunt. And now yeah. they're kind of saying like, no, Terrorist Hunt just exists to like help you f- yeah. prepare for the game. Their game. <laughs> this isn't the game. Yeah. This is practice for the game. So it was, it was interesting to see them sort of acknowledge that, that like this is not a single player game. So one of the next questions that's interesting talks about how many maps there are in Rainbow Six Siege. Mr. Cookies says, how many maps are in Rainbow Six Siege? Every game seems like a new map. I have no clue what's going on. Help. So Mr. Cookies, I agree with you. There are a lot of maps in Siege and as a new player, it is very, very, very confusing and very frustrating. And so Alex goes on to explain maps and how many there are, which there's 20 maps that are actually in the game, not including Bartlett University. Um, and then the newcomer playlist, which he said has four maps, which is only actually three, I believe. I'm yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it's three. Sure it's maps. three. Um, and then the ranked playlist. And so interestingly, Alex here actually says they reduced the ranked playlist from 18 maps to 12 maps, which is not what happened. They reduced it from 14 maps to 12 maps. And so I wonder if like their common thought there is like, oh, it used to be 18. Now it's t-. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they know that there was 14, but I wonder if like there's this weird like... If in we their heads they're thinking it was, yeah. Like we reduced it by a third. Like, no, you reduced it by like 12%. Like you did not reduce it by that much at all. And it's like, we, we, it needed to go down to like 10 or something. Like if you're going to reduce it by 30% or a third, then yeah. it should have been down to yeah, really 10. Uh, I was just confirming on the Rainbow Six Wiki that the available maps in Newcomer are Bank, Consulate, and Chalet. So that is three. Yeah. So he was wrong about that as well. Um, I'm I, like I'm I'm not totally clear on what his role is at Ubisoft, but I think that he's not the guy making these kinds of decisions no. for what's there. So like if he's a little bit off on like specific details, I don't think it's something we need to worry about necessarily. Yeah. Although he should be right about it if he's being the presenter for things, because then when you know when it comes time to present the next season or the next year or whatever, then it makes you question a little bit. It's like okay, but are you right about these details? Because <laughs> like, you're wrong about very like verifiable specific details here. Um, um no and i'm not trying to like throw shade on alex uh, no. he does a great job but it'd be it, it'd be nice to be right um but yeah so there's 20 maps and then 12 in ranked and 18 in casual i believe or 20 in casual why did uh, I, no it's because they they've taken out there's 14 in casual because they have six that are out right now yeah they're rotating them in and out um, i wonder i wonder if that's where he got confused i wonder if casual used to be 18 and and now it's a smaller pool. Could be. I wonder. I wonder if he like mixed up those numbers. It could be. I mean, it's very possible. Because casual three used different to be playlists with a different number of maps in each one. Right. Casual used to be everything except was yacht in casual. Yeah, yacht's been in casual. Uh, what's not in casual? Just Bartlett. Just Bartlett. That's the only thing that wasn't in there. Okay. Well, I don't know where you got that number. <laughs> the number wasn't right. Anyway, uh, Mr. Haywin asked if Ash got two elite uniforms. Could this mean that any other operator can get a second uniform, for example, Bandit or Smoke? And he said. He said uh, something like, interesting thought, uh, why only two? Why not three? So it sounds like they are definitely planning to do additional elite uniforms. I wonder if they're going to start doing those at a faster pace. Because if they're only doing one elite, isn't it one elite uniform per season, generally? Seems like it, yeah. Sometimes a random one releases like just randomly in the season. Yeah. Because even at a pace of two per season you're just keeping up with the amount of new operators are introducing so you'll never catch up to all the operators in the game right uh and it's not usually two it's usually less than that so they're actually introducing operators faster than they are elite skins yeah uh so i i do wonder if they'll start doing 
more elite skins per season. Uh, they seem to be big sellers for them. And then uh, getting operators with multiple elite skins. Ooh, Will Seaton had yeah, thank you. a question. He said, hey, a suggestion for control improvement, being able to disable the auto reload when out of ammo it currently overrides a weapon swap on occasion and it hurts. Shield ops already have it by default. Why not everyone? So basically his problem is sometimes you run out of ammo, there's an auto reload function and you go to try to switch weapons and I don't know exactly what the conflict there is, but one that one command overrides the other and you don't get the effect that you're expecting to happen, right? This reminded me of something very random when you said that you don't know what the conflict is. Guess what I ran into earlier this week? What? The deployable shield glitch. Oh, really? Yep, in ranked. Someone like using purposely... legit deployable shield Ooh, in front wait. of them shooting at me. Okay, okay. Deployable I, shield. I wasn't sure if you meant that or putting it in front of the window. No, 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 no. The, like holding the shield and shooting at me while the shield is up. So I didn't get to shoot at them. I posted it on Reddit and I got removed because it should be better fixed than R6 fix bug report, which whatever. I posted it there too. I'm rolling my eyes very hard. But right Ubinati replied and said, thank you. We're looking into it. And Good. the thing is, we never got to a point. Nobody, everyone on my team saw the same thing. So it wasn't a visual bug. Yeah. And everyone on their team saw the same thing too. In the final replay, it was him holding a shield, but shooting. Um, nobody on my team shot him though. Like we all shot like at him, but nobody, nobody had like hit the shield. So we don't know if we could shoot through it. And it was just a visual bug and uh-huh. not just that. Yeah. And the guy claims that he did it on accident, which I mean, that's what everyone's going to say. They did it on accident. But anyway, it's back. One way or another, there's a visual glitch, at least, where someone is holding a shield and shooting at you. The good thing is that definitely hasn't been nearly as prevalent as it has in previous seasons. So it sounds like they, or it's, seems like they it's definitely... It's contained right now. Yeah. Um, that's good. But hopefully it's not going to become an Get issue worried. again. Also, I'm platinum again. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, yeah, good job. He's now platinum ranked. Um, anyway, on that question about... Uh, switching weapons being overridden by the automatic reload mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Alex said, hey, that's a good idea. We'll look into it. It actually reminded me of one of my main complaints about Call of Duty 4 back in the day. was is something very similar. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like if... Oh, what it was is like if you ran out of ammo, its, uh, it's default was to switch to your other weapon, mm-hmm. I think, or... Or what? I maybe it was like if you completely like if you shot the last bullet you had for that gun like completely out of ammo, then it would do it. And so like if you if you also clicked the button to switch, then it would like double switch, switch so it would switch back. I can't remember if it was like just no, that's, just that's when your magazine ran out or if it was when like you were completely it, no, it out of when ammo, you were completely out, and you'd press it too, and it would switch back. Yeah. So like obviously you're in the habit of switching weapons when you run out, and so then you go to do that, and it just completely breaks you. So uh, I remember reading that though in your letter. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I wrote a long, long letter. That was funny. Um, Samyak Singh says, anybody else think that the Vulcan shield needs to be balanced before actual launch? The gadget is way too overpowered. They replied and said, right now we're seeing in the test server what we're seeing in the test server. He says, right now what we're seeing in the test server and now that the season is live, it's actually pretty good. We'll keep on monitoring it. So I think this is like another good example of like, let's see what happens before we really yeah. like screw the operator and, and test server. Give it's Kaid like, his artillery back. Yeah, give our, Kaid his third artillery back. <laughs> I actually don't know now. Now that our now yeah, that I've I seen like, it more, but I still think it, it, it would be nice. To, well, now that it doesn't have barbed wire, it's different too. Because that used to be like one of the uses for it was like electrify the barbed wire yeah. that he has, and now it's like, well, he doesn't have the barbed wire. No. Um, which again, that's really dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love for him to have barbed wire. But also, like his artillers are so easy to destroy in most cases. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Thatcher will just destroy them. 
very easily. And a lot of times you've put them in a spot that you can't reach them to pick them back up. So uh, whatever. Um, Bonzi Eclipse asked, uh, is there a possibility we'll ever see any map interactions such as open, excuse me, such, such as opening and closing doors or garage door buttons or able to shoot something down to kill an enemy? Um, also, can we get an operator that uses decoy grenades that emit gunshot sounds as a distraction? So this guy. First of all, that, <laughs> that was our idea. That was our idea. Not that you couldn't have thought of it, but that was our idea. The, the decoy grenade that emits gunshot sounds. Uh, that was our idea. It was named... Uh, Oh, hang on. Siren. Yep. It was named Siren and uh we had that all fleshed out. So, I just want to claim that if this happens, this is because of us, not this because of Bonsai Eclipse. Yeah. Because Alex did say that's a good idea. Almost as if they're already working on it. Yeah. Uh, so, I just want to say that's PP. That's not Bonsai Eclipse. That's straight up podcast power. Although good job Bonsai Eclipse for passing on a good idea. Yeah, that's what we need. Good good yeah. But Sharing the PP the credit helps. For sure. <laughs> Always share the PP. Uh, his other question about map interaction, Alex basically said, that sounds very cool, but not going to happen because it just comp- like complicates things even further as far as like learning the map and interactions with gadgets and stuff. Mm. So basically not going to happen for yeah. that extra level of complexity. Uh, was there anything else? I think that might have been it as far as interesting really stuff. Interesting there's a talk about a canine operator oh yeah and the answer is we've been talking about it but would you be willing to shoot a dog yeah and it's like how many games have we shot dogs in now and i am totally willing to shoot a dog in game yeah like in modern warfare 2 i can't tell you how many was it two black or ops. three black ops? black ops i think it was in the attack dogs well yeah black ops had a attack dogs in multiplayer oh what are you and, and maybe about? in the campaign i think in modern warfare 3 they had dogs they would attack you all the time. I remember that, like oh. a level in Africa or something where they're like hyenas. Yeah, I don't. I, I know there was like dogs in the like this, not the Spec Ops, this like surviving one in Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have bombs strapped to them. Actually, yeah, they do Is have suicide right? dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then in Ghost, you had Riley, that was your like companion mm-hmm. who would get shot all the time. Yeah, I'm so, fine shooting a dog in a video yeah, game. Yeah, I'm okay with shooting dogs. That's fine. In games, <laughs> <laughs> clarify. In games, specifically in games, uh, it's wait. really a pleasure. I thought I, <laughs> it actually is a fun challenge. That was a cool video. I hope that Ubisoft continues to do more stuff like this, where they're getting questions from the community mm-hmm. and answering and more clarification. Yeah, more interaction would be great. That's what we need. Okay, are we ready for the operator ideas extravaganza? I think we are. This started with a post from the one and only Just Hello saying, "Hey, everyone." <laughs> Coming up, we're going to have an episode specifically catered to your operator ideas. Put them all in here. And that's what everybody did. And we are going to be ranking the best, the top five, and number one is going to get 600 R6 credits. Yeah. So uh, we'll probably a lot of ideas. skip listener questions for this week to make room for the operator ideas. And we will finish those uh, or come back to those listener questions uh, next episode. Um, so if you're ready for some good operator ideas, be like Neko Jones, stick to the ceiling and stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be talking about it this whole time. So stay up there. Like you're stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> you're so dumb. Okay. So we have these uh, great opera ideas from all of the community. Um, this came in mostly, um, entirely, 
through our Discord server, which you can find and join by searching Unrenowned Discord or by finding our Twitter account at R6Unrenowned. It's linked there. Um, it's a great place to be. We have a lot of fun. We do community play days and you can find people to play Siege with so you don't have to solo queue because that is the worst. Literally, that is the worst. Literally, that is worse. Even if you're playing on Xbox or PlayStation, you can find uh, people to solo with. So download Discord on your phone. To not solo account. with. Yeah, to not solo with. Uh, and there are people there that you can party up with and do the things. Um, yeah, and also, again, if you want to follow us, you know where you can do that. I'm Guy on YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer. Mixer. And I am just Hello with three O's on the same platforms and also at just Chris Davis on Instagram. Yeah, follow us there to see highlights from Siege and Siege streams, Rocket League streams. If you want to see us in Disneyland, Instagram at Chris Davis. Chris is going to be Instagramming us, I'm sure. And I will not because Instagram's dumb. Okay. (laughs) Our first operator idea comes from Got Egg. And he says, what about an operator? Okay, that got in the way. From Got Egg. And he says... What about an operator that uses sound? Like maybe she could throw grenades that makes footstep sounds or maybe even gunfire. So this is basically the decoy grenade. This idea. is Siren. This is Siren. We think it's a great idea. Unfortunately, yes. you're not going to get credit in the rankings because the idea has existed for a long time. That is Siren. Um, but yes, that is an amazing idea. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, okay. Tomalex has an idea for an operator that is a one-speed, three-armor attacker with a rocket launcher. He only has one rocket, and the explosion has a decently big diameter, uh, about the length of two standard garage reinforcements, more or less. The explosion can kill enemies hiding in difficult-to-reach positions. For example, he thought about uh, clearing out the player that's usually in Geisha on Skyscraper, so there's that you know that little pocket of two walls mm-hmm. that they hide behind. Um... Or you can use it to open a really big effing hole on soft walls or on floors. Of course, it deals high damage to the user if used incorrectly. And to make it more balanced, it would take a long time to swap to the gadget and to actually shoot it after aiming, like waiting two seconds standing still after pressing the trigger with some kind of animation. The gadget would also be very loud, so it's clear when the enemy is using it, and you have time to react and kill the person using the gadget unless they have someone covering them. The gadget would also be vulnerable to Jaeger's ADS. Okay, so first first uh, glance, what are you what are your thoughts? First glance is I don't want a rocket launcher in siege. That's yeah, first glance. Um, I agree. Although we already have things like ashes, uh, breaching round. round, which is doesn't have a lot of splash damage or whatever, so no. it's it's a little bit different. But I would be okay with this if it was something that was clearly geared more towards the environment than as a weapon to use against players. Mm-hmm. So if it's something where like you had to anchor yourself to shoot it. Like you couldn't move while you were shooting, you had to stand still. Like maybe it takes a minute for like the the reticle to like hone in on the right spot and then fire. You know, like or it has like the nomad like yellow line, yeah, the red like, line instead. If it had like very specific things around it to make it so like you are not going to be using this to shoot at other players unless it's like as a meme or unless like they're they have made a huge mistake yeah. and like you've already lined up a shot and or whatever. You know, like. I, in that context, I think I would be okay with it. I guess the one part where it gets tricky is like if you're shooting at like a floor from below, like the floor of the objective, there's really no warning for the players up there. And if it's a huge explosion. At the same time, though, there's also C4 that you can do on the floor. That's there's true. no warning for players. That's true. So I think that's fine. Yeah, as long as this, the if like. You can, if you can be down below and 
correctly fire where someone is above you that you can't see at all, I think you deserve that kill. Well, yeah, the trick is like how big the splash damage yeah. is. And as long as the lethal range of the splash damage isn't too big, then I think it's totally I think, yeah, fine. Yeah, lethal range could be the same as C4. Yeah, like I, I think it's totally fine. Like you could totally balance it. And I think it would be good to have something that just makes a big, big hole on soft walls or floors yep. or, or whatever. Um, and I think it'd be a good like uh, alternative to like both ash and Sophia as well as sledge and buck like it has a little bit of a different function you'd use it on different sites as compared to the other people you'd use on other sites right like so i think i think actually this is pretty good i'd be I, for it I, I think it's an interesting idea for sure also he's a one speed attacker which i actually like for this idea as in he's slow and he's fat mm-hmm. heavy thick thick <laughs> okay um icy cat uh of YouTube fame, Icy Cat 25? Icy Cat 25. Okay. 25? I think it's Icy Cat 25. Icy Cat 25, yes. Yeah, okay. See, I got it. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Icy Cat uh, sent in, <laughs> sent in uh, his his submission for possible operator concepts, which was actually a video he made prior to the year four reveal. He sort of did like a, a mock-up of what year four could be. Mm-hmm. And so he had eight operators. So we picked, what, three or four of our favorites that we're going to yep. do? Yeah. So first one that we have is... Did we say we we're going to do Havoc, the foam holes? Yeah, let's do Havoc. Okay. So the first one that we're going to cover is Havoc. So Havoc is a defender, one speed, fat, thick. Um, mm. He has a foam that covers up holes. So it makes it like a soft breachable surface. So let's say someone blows up the reinforcement on Chalet Garage, blows the whole thing. You can use the foam that he has to cover that back up and to be a soft wall, basically, yeah. instead. So you're basically building a soft wall out mm. of this like foam that hardens. Yep. Um, also this can block drones in doorways. So if you have like a barricade, you can fill the bottom of it with the foam. And so drones can't get into the objective yeah. because the foam's in the way. Um, you can, you, did you say drone holes or you said under barricades? Both. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. The other one too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then the other cool thing is you can fill out something like a mirror window. Let's say a mirror window gets hit, which is, can be a big problem. You can fill it back up with that stuff. And that way you don't have just like a giant hole looking into objective that you don't want. Yeah. Which one, you can still make a hole again, but it covers it. Yeah. One caveat is that you can't just use it anywhere that you want. It's only in these specific places that it's designed to fit. So, mm-hmm. you know, on the drone holes, on the mirror windows and these kinds of things. Um, can, can, oh, that's a stupid, a stupid question. I was going to say like, could you just use it on a doorway? But then I remember we have barricades. <laughs> so that would be stupid. What about on a hatch? Can you fill a breached hatch? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. I don't know why you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, that'd be an interesting uh, Amaru counter. Oh, Amaru. I mean, she could just open it right back up, right? Yeah. If it's soft. Not coming up here. But <laughs> could you reinforce on top of. No, right? What? What are you like, asking? Put, put the foam and oh, then, then reinforce, reinforce the foam? No, because no, that, be, <laughs> that would be silly. <laughs> It'd be like you're putting it on this material that's like not. It's like holding up marshmallows with clouds yeah or something it's like holding up <laughs> it's like holding up metal with clouds with or marshmallows. marshmallows yeah there you go using marshmallows to prop up your uh what's the big metal thing <laughs> i don't know anyway anyway point interesting idea okay Viper, this is a cool one, has basically a camera that drills through something. So it can drill through like a soft ceiling or like a soft wall. Can't go through reinforced. And then it's basically this camera that looks through to the to the wall on the other side. So let's say you're in consulate 
and you want to look into the kitchen on consulate, but you're on first floor, you can drill a hole from the top floor, put your camera through the hole, and then it will look down inside of kitchen. So you can't rotate the camera. It still has a little bit of a wider view and you can't shoot it from below. It's bulletproof. What you can do is you can throw like a nitro cell or something at it or an impact at it. You can kind of cover it up with like a black eye or something. If you don't want them to be able to see, you can throw a black eye at it that sticks to it. You can go upstairs and shoot it from above that has like a receiver that you can make it so it doesn't broadcast basically what's what the camera's seeing. Um, but this is an interesting idea because this makes it, there's no thermal imaging, by the way, just regular camera. But this is like, you want to see if there's someone in kitchen or someone behind the like behind the white van that there's always someone there just drill a hole there put a camera there and you can always see whoever's behind the white van like that's way nice that helps a ton i think this is a really interesting operator idea to have yeah um i really like it i think it's a cool way to give uh the attackers a little bit more intel mm-hmm. um i mean the attackers already have like it's it's hard to say like if they have an advantage because they have the drones like in a way that's an advantage but also the defenders have so many different kinds of cameras and like indestructible cameras or yeah. like virtually indestructible cameras. Um, so like there's, there's definitely like, I, I guess I would say that the defenders have more versatility and flexibility as far as Intel, where the attackers really just have this one Avenue, which is drones and which are really good and powerful, but it'd be cool to give them just another, Something else. yeah, a little more flexibility. Then we have Scout. Scout is a defender. Scout has motion sensors that make alarms that are very, very loud, and they give like a single ping. So let's say you want to watch like blue stairs on bank. You want to find out if anyone goes over there. You can put a motion sensor on those blue stairs that go into the basement. And then if anyone walks over there, runs down there, and makes a very loud alarm sound, and there's a single ping on your screen that shows you that there's someone there. Yeah. And then that just like a jackal location yeah, thing, but right. just but one, just one, just where the thing went off. Yeah, just where the thing went off. And I really like the idea of this loud sound that's distinct from other types of sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know, it could be like an alarm type, like beep 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 type of thing. Um, because like w- when he was saying it, I was like, this is cool. Except why not just use Capkin? Because then you're going to do damage and have an explosion sound. Yeah. But that sounds not distinct from other sounds. And obviously, Capkin gets the alert that one of his things went off. Um, he doesn't know where, but he doesn't know exactly where. So the, the ping is helpful. And then the sound is helpful because it's coming from a certain direction and it lasts longer. Like it's not just one and done that fades in with everything else that's happening. So I like that. And then, uh, did he say you could put it on like anything or is it like restricted to doorways as a Capkin charges? No, it seemed like you can put it wherever. Okay. So it just has like some sort of laser that sticks out or whatever. It's like an area of effect. Yeah. That's, that's great. I've, I've, I've heard that idea from multiple people before. We may have even had a, similar idea we talked about well because there was like a secondary gadget thing that came out that was like a motion sensor on that like in-depth image or whatever or high-res image yeah that was like in the background of the short that they made yeah motion sensors yeah 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 i yeah i would love an opera like this i think it'd be very cool i think it's a it's a good way to um give defense again a little bit the defense already has a lot of intel, but but to give them like another operator that has some sort of alert slash intel thing, but is not uh, uh, like like jackal for example on attack, right? Yeah, it's not too annoying. Um, and then we have Pierce from Icy Cat. This is a defender. That doesn't sound. Yes, it is. Yes, Pierce is a defender. They have basically their gadget is just their bullets are piercing rounds, so they 
make every operator basically like a two armor operator. So if you're like a one armor, you're actually going to be a two armor because the bullet piercing rounds don't work well against less armor. If you're a three armor, you're going to go down to a two armor. And then, interesting, it can shoot through shield. So it does 25% of the damage of a normal bullet through a shield, and it takes like a lot to kill a full, fully, like, full health shield operator. But Montaigne can't just sit there in a doorway and not worry about anything if this guy's shooting at him because Montaigne's actually taking damage now. Yeah. Like, there's something going yeah. on to Montaigne that he's like, okay, I got to move. Yeah. It's not good. Um, yeah, I like, I really love the way that he approached this armor piercing thing. Cause we had a similar idea that you hated that I talked about where like, like a guy people, had, he had like a gadget box and everyone like picked him up. And yeah. He could like hand out armor piercing clips. I wasn't saying that everybody picks it up, but he, he had like one or two and he could pass them to somebody if he wanted or something. Um, but I like this idea of where this guy just has armor piercing rounds and here, here's how they're different that they actually do less damage to three speeds but more damage to one speed and he has a good explanation for that of like you know armor piercing is meant to pierce armor and not damage uh people so and in that way it makes it better for one or worse for the other um and then the thing about like shooting through reinforcements shooting through castle barricades uh and what was the last thing that you were just talking about uh shields hitting shields oh yeah shooting through shields like that makes it really really interesting yeah um so yeah i like that idea um and then when he does shoot through castle barricades or reinforced walls it doesn't make like big holes through them it's just little bullet holes so it's not like you can make like a murder hole or something through them right. by shooting at it yeah um also i just looked up our operator ideas from uh our last episode that we did this with our own ideas and we did have a similar guy to the motion detecting thing we called him falcon except the difference was where uh this seems more like a little motion detecting oh. device as you walk past it it would uh-huh. alarm our idea was it's more like like a motion sensor that you have on like a security system in a house and it just tells where, you it yeah tell and it was that. like a silent alarm yeah so they right. don't know that it's there and like it has a wider range of, of view and you just get an alert like poof, on alarm one right there yeah. was motion sense motion alarm one or and they don't know they have no idea that it went off yeah. I actually don't know if I like that better or worse. I I think they could both be there. They're both cool. They're both different, and I think that uh, they'd both be good. And then we have Schema. This is the last one we're going to highlight from Icy Cat, and Schema's cool. This is a smoke grenade drone. So this is like a Twitch drone where it's special. It doesn't jump. It's a little bit quieter. It's a little bit bigger. But what this drone does is it has thermal imaging, and then it can go into like a room. It can shoot out smoke canisters, so it shoots out like eight little canisters, and it just makes just a bunch of snow. It's like a candela, basically. It brings out this one. It breaks into a bunch of these little smoke clusters and then just fills a whole room with smoke as an attacker drone. So this is cool because this is like you can get it into hard-to-reach places where you can't necessarily throw a smoke grenade. Or like let's say there's a Jaeger on the wall you're trying to throw a smoke grenade through. You can get the drone past the Jaeger and like further into it where the Jaeger doesn't have the range on the drone and then put the smoke wherever you want it at that point because – ADS is almost always go on doors, windows, or like reinforced walls that you commonly throw stuff through. Yeah. But like they're not in the middle of the room almost ever. Totally. So yeah, this, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah. That's a really good I one. can see, I can see people already like using this to plant chalet by like putting, getting smoke. So I think you would have two because you have the one in the preparation phase and then another one. So you can get one into like the rotation room and then you can go put one like in the blue hall. So it just blocks any sight coming from any viewable angle mm-hmm. and you can get a plant down easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. 
Um, also, just like a drone with infrared is a really interesting thought for a way to have another unique drone. This also buffs Warden. Uh, yeah, it gives. Yeah, that's what I like. Sort of. I mean, um, it does. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't buff Warden, but it just gives him another gives operator him to operators, work yeah. against. Someone that's probably going to be popular. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that's Warden's the best operator in the game. Okay, so getting back to the Discord, we got an idea from Steel Switch. This is actually the same idea as Icy Cat's Viper. So operator who could shoot an arrow at a softball. The tip of the arrow is a camera with a 180-degree view of the room. Operator has two shots. He could even shoot a soft floor to see what is below or up in a soft ceiling. So I think Icy Cat's... Did Icy Cat say arrow? Or was his more no, like a drill? like a drill that you drill into. I remember Steel Switch saying this a while ago. I remember us talking about this. Yeah. Um, I actually do like the idea of an arrow because then you can get it like through floors and stuff and that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it being a fixed view, like a bulletproof camera where it's just sort of like a wide fixed view. That's why Isaac gets this. Okay, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying only softball. Somebody else actually had the same idea farther down. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Tell me your thoughts on this while I look for... I, I, I like... The only reason I like this better is the same ways where you can shoot up into a ceiling as well as drilling down into it. Um, and then clarify. I don't I don't remember how many Icy Cats has, but Operator has two shots that just clarifies how much. And I believe, if I remember correctly, when Steel Switch first made this, I think it was it was bulletproof, but the back part that it drills into the wall is not bulletproof. So you could shoot, you could kill it from the back as well. I think it was the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other question is how this would work with, like, what if you accidentally hit one of those steel beams in the floor? <laughs> yeah. I guess it works out with Fuse somehow. Fuse yeah. Fuse always gets there. It's never a problem. That's true. So maybe it would just go through. Well, so Fuse kind of, like, magnetizes to oh, spots. Yeah. You don't really notice it, but, like, he does kind of, like, he'll, like, yank you over a little yeah, bit. because it's probably going to go right into Yeah, I think that's what they do. And it could do a similar thing. Like maybe even like when you're shooting it, it shows like a red, like don't shoot here uh, yeah. or something. Or it just magically goes to like a better spot than yeah. what you were shot it through. Uh, so it was Ginger also in the Discord who had a similar idea. Um, he wanted it to be able to bore through reinforced walls as well. Um, I'm not sure if it should be able to go through reinforced walls or not. I think you'd have to play with it a little bit to to tell and they would be able to, you know, figure that out in their testing. Uh, I think it'd probably be helpful because I think about most objectives are going to be reinforced anywhere where you might want a camera, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're attacking border armory, like it'd be really nice to just be able to shoot a camera up at the top of that main reinforced wall. So you could see sort of behind the, yeah, the little walls, half wall back there that everybody always hides behind. Um, you can also just shoot one under the floor, but then that's, that's true. But, but then you limited. only see that one spot, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I also, I like the idea. I think all of them said this, that I really like that you can't destroy it from the front. You have to get behind it and shoot like the, the, I see cat said it was like a signal transmitter. Other people have said the kind of like just the, the base of it or whatever, mm-hmm. but the thing, the behind it, that's holding it there. That's yeah, what you have that's to destroy, how you have to kill it. which I, I really like that idea. So sort of like, and then yeah, I think everybody was saying they could be countered by like mutant bandit and Kaid and mm-hmm. all the kind of the same stuff, but that's a good one. I don't know who to credit for that one if, if if we choose that one, but it's a good one. I think it depends what we want. It's very good. Okay, uh, what do you got next? Belgarath50 says, my suggestion is for an operator like Castle but has a rugs instead of barricades. So basically this is making a soft floor a hard floor by rolling like a big castle rug over the floor to make it reinforced, basically, yeah. is what it does. So it stops some verticality on some sites, which can be potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. So specifically... Uh, 
the new cafe has some places where above is dangerous. Um, what's it? Theme park has a couple of places that above is dangerous, specifically in drugs. The pink cafes can be dangerous in there. Yeah, piano room on consulate is always yep. a big one. Uh, there's a lot of places where you can think of that this would be like, yes, please. Yeah, I need that. Uh, do you have any problems with this one? I don't, actually. Uh, yeah, I think this is actually okay uh, Would Thermite be able to breach through these and, and Hibana? Yes. I think so, too. And that would be good. I like it. Okay, uh, Blank Pencil has an operator idea called Scavenger or Vulture, which is a defending operator with the ability to pick up one attacker gadget at a time from downed enemies by holding the interact key. Downed only or also dead? Hmm. I'm thinking downed, but I I like it better if it's like pick it up from dead people too. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically like you could you could pick up Finca's charge thing, you could pick up uh you could get drone cameras by picking up Dokabi's thing. Uh, you could get lion or jackal's unused scanning or or charges or whatever. Uh, you can pick up a shield up shield. So this is all as a defender. You could get glass sight on your gun. Uh, I think it sounds pretty interesting. I can't think of one that would be terrible if you like you pick that up and it would completely break the game. Yeah, or I think we talked about this, and our problem was like picking it up from like shield operators. Like, can you just pick up Montaigne's shield and have that to block a whole doorway? I think yeah, I don't think that's a problem. I'm trying to think who It's not it's not a huge problem anyway. Like it uh-uh. and and because it's not like that's not like that's your gadget, right? Like you might get lucky enough to kill him on yeah, Tane. You and might then, get lucky enough to be able to get his shield. Yeah, and because there was no one next to play. him. Yeah. 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 Um also if you do that, now you've you're down a gun on defense, right? Now you've got Montaigne. Yeah. Well I think you can switch back to your gun. Yeah, I guess you could you know, just drop, drop gun. it. Yeah. Drop the shield. Also, I think like once you drop it, it's done. You can't pick it back up again. Yeah, I don't think you can like every dead operator. You go and pick them up, put them in a corner. Like okay, <laughs> I, I have whatever. I Ash need. is coming. Let me go to my corner. <laughs> let me go into the let me stock up. <laughs> put everything into the vault on Aviator and the uh, villa. <laughs> just just yeah. everything in there. Hold on. Let me get to the vault. I got a shield. You got to equip. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you could do that. I think you pick it up off their body and then it's done. I, I like that idea actually. Like I don't, I didn't like it as much when we had first talked about it, but it's more interesting now that I'm looking at it again. Um, Dilbert Ashitak has a similar-ish idea um, in the way that it interacts with gadgets. So his idea is that you. Sorry, I'm writing down. Okay, his idea is that you have a defender that can repair gadgets. So if an ADS runs out or is shot. Um, if mute jammers are shot, everything like that, basically, he just goes and he repairs the item so it can work again or it can do something again. Mm-hmm. So this would have to be like gadgets now are not fully destroyed, so they don't just like disappear when you shoot them, but they just like have a different model when they're destroyed that you know they're destroyed and he can go and fix it. Um, I don't know how well this would come into play because if someone's at a spot where they can shoot a mute jammer, then like it's going to be hard to go there and like repair the mute jammer because they just shot the mute jammer. I guess maybe with like EMPs that hitting it from the outside, you can go and repair it again. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it would be cool. Like it, like you're saying, it's hard to tell if it's going to be useful or not. Um, but I don't know. I'm thinking about like battlefield that we've been playing a lot of and like all the characters in there can like build up reinforcements and like sandbags and 
barbed wire and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. kind of a cool mechanic so it, it seems like it'd be something kind of cool to just be able to repair things that were broken um yeah. but also does that like does that kind of break the balance because now it's like if i'm thatcher and i've used all my utility and i've I've done a really good job and broken a bunch of things and he just comes around and is like ding, 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 get it's fixed <laughs> like, I, so I does don't he have a limited so because... amount yeah, maybe he can only fix like three or four gadgets. Yeah. But I think like it takes time to fix the gadget. And so like he's and in a position where like something's just destroyed. So clearly they're coming. Like you just sure. destroyed stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go and like put yourself in harm's way and like not look at anyone, but use like a, I don't know how they're probably a little blue torch or something. Yeah. And, like, fix it. And and you did like sacrifice another operator to pick that. Yeah. So, so no, I don't think it's, yeah. And, like maybe, maybe they have to. Uh, Interesting way to think about the bandit trick though yeah like instead of bandit checking you just have bandit there on one you just on the other one you just keep fixing you're the battery. fixing his battery yeah four chances <laughs> totally uh i mean they'd, they'd have to definitely balance around like what he can fix like mm-hmm. you probably don't want to be able to like fix mirror windows and stuff yeah. like that uh red endo has an idea about an operator who could place uh metal plates under barricades to stop drones from getting in it could work with castle um we have i mean we've talked about before having castle extend all the way to the floor i personally don't like that idea and so i think like this idea is just an extension of that that i think is even less useful um and also like i think there are better ways to stop drones already like it's it's such a specific application of of that thing like drones can get around different ways so it wouldn't be very useful in that capacity it's a castle buff coming you oh you think they're gonna do it i sent something going i didn't i make that prediction like last season or something i don't know I think I did and didn't happen. But yeah. Um, I think we have a similar thing with like the, the only thing here is I think Icy Cat's idea with like the um, spray mm-hmm. that would go like under the castle barricade. I think that's almost better because it's not limiting to you to like you have these two or three plates and yeah. that's all it does is block drones and then what do you do with them? You yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think Icy Cat's version is the better version of that idea. Um, Zero Scale has another kind of interesting camera idea and i actually kind of like this one so this is an attacker operator that has a drone that launches two black eye style cameras during the preparation phase after the second camera is launched the drone is inactive or disabled destroyed whatever it gives more until the attackers basically so this is interesting so basically what you do is you drive around with your drone you find places where you want cameras at on attack and you shoot the cameras into wherever and then that's that's your drone basically that's your attacking drone is yeah cameras i think that's sweet yeah, that is cool because uh, you can get them into places that you can never get a drone, right? Anywhere Valkyrie could throw a camera, now suddenly uh, attackers can launch a camera into as well, which is mm-hmm. very cool. Um, I like it. Uh, okay, there is Ginger's idea again about the arrow. Okay, Six Eyes has this thing about... Okay, Six Eyes has an operator called Nimbus, two speed, two armor. Uh, he has three to four brightly colored smoke grenades that last 15 seconds. The smoke is significantly larger than the attacker's smoke grenades. Um, it obscures vision and attacking operators that pass through the smoke leave a colorful trail of footprints for the next few meters after they move. Um, so he's saying you don't really use it for area denial like smoke, but the idea is to sort of like... Um, because it's such a bigger amount of smoke that you can like sort of confuse um, attackers when they've like breached into a room. You can make it, you know, difficult to move around. It sort of gives cover for a roamer like Kavera to come up and do something. Also, obviously with Warden, that would be useful. Um, 
and then um you know like you either force them to like abandon the room and leave footprints of where they went because the smoke colors their footprints mm-hmm. or something like that i'm not sure how useful this really would be like a lot of times like this happens with operator ideas where like something happens in a match and you specifically think of like it would be so cool if i could do this thing yeah but it's like but how often does a situation where that's useful apply and i think this is one of those ideas i'm not sure why but whenever i think of these chalet always comes to mind it's always chalet basement we're like (laughs) i'm envisioning these ideas so i think and what's what's interesting is in so in battlefield when people throw smoke that's like my invitation like run run through like just go through this smoke yeah nobody go in and get them just go um but the thing with this that's dangerous in siege just like run through the smoke like no you crazy part of that because like they kind of see you before you can see them when you're getting out of the smoke um but i do think let's say they're coming the north side of chalet which is the side that's not the garage but the big big snowmobile garage Uh they're coming down that hallway not snowmobile garage big garage Big garage. Oh, is that not so? Oh, snowmobile is a small one. The one with the snowmobile in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the big garage, north side. They're coming that way down that hallway to attack, like the winery. If you just throw like that one of those smokes into that hallway, basically, or mm-hmm. into the big garage, I don't think they're going to be running through there. Like, I think you can deny that area for if it lasts fifteen seconds. You can deny that area for a minute. Just keep throwing smokes down there, mm-hmm. and like, no, you're not. You're not coming over here. Right. Like, I think that could be helpful. So, like, does smoke not already fulfill that though? I guess he does, but I think the difference is his lasts longer and it blocks view too. So it's not like the like smoke; they can still kind of approach and see through it and like hold it. And the smoke has to like peek around the corner and it sticks to something. Whereas he can like kind of throw it against the wall and it's going to bounce in the kind of the right direction and then make a big smoke you can't see through. Yeah, that lasts longer. Yeah. Um, Icy Cat had a similar operator in his video, which also we'll link to his video in the show notes if you want to go check his thing out. He actually did a good job of like demonstrating what it would look like in the game. Um, but like one thing that was interesting with his, I can't remember exactly the specifics of it, but I remember that like he was saying you would take some damage while you were in the smoke because it's like kind of poisonous, mm. but then you would actually regenerate that damage once you got out of the smoke and could breathe again. So that's kind of an interesting idea of like maybe you take 15 or 20 damage, but that will come back if you can get out of the smoke. And yeah. And bring that like that's nothing does that in siege and that'd be like really interesting yeah um, i do like this idea that it's just like a it gets their footprints so like it colors their feet and like yeah. they're running around with like colored colored shoes yeah um like wipe your feet off <laughs> wipe your wheels before you come in the house it's common courtesy uh what was i gonna say about this Uncertain. oh like i was thinking about this on like vip room in consulate because that's like a, a fairly large room that often is contested by the attackers. You know the room I'm talking VIP lounge? The one with the big circular couch on... Not consulate, sorry. Coastline. coastline. Okay. I say consulate, I meant coastline. Uh, attackers frequently take that room and it's like it's a big space. So it's something where there's like this bigger cloud of smoke that could sort of obscure that whole space and make it difficult for them to operate in. Yeah. I think that would be a good spot for this. So like, maybe. This one's a maybe for me. I kind of like it. Okay. I don't hate it. I'll say that. Uh, T Jacob Y2 says, My operator idea, two speed, two armor, ability like IQ, but can hack the traps, such as Capkin traps, Legion mines, Elegers mount mines, and make it so a defender passes over them, it triggers the defenders. Um, instead, maybe they get four hacks. So the only problem with this, I guess we have the same with like Mozzie's drones, he takes them. But I think I like this idea, but it now it damages you, and it's like, what? I guess there's got to be some way to like make it obvious that like this is now 
Yeah, we actually had a very, very similar idea on our last uh, operator uh, brainstorming session, which was called Trojan. Here's what oh, this is what I was thinking with Vulture, I think. Oh, okay. Well, here's what we wrote about Trojan back then uh, when I wrote it up on the Reddit post. Specialized drone that can scan Defender gadgets and disguise itself as the scanned gadget. Uh, for example, he could scan Jaeger's ADS and then have the drone mount itself on a wall disguised as an ADS. Uh, not sure exactly what the effect would be, but we were thinking of a proximity-triggered lethal explosive or non-damaging stun effect with a location ping. Right. Trojan would have true drones. Um, so similar. We're like, it's it's How sort many of... How uploads that Reddit post get? Not a lot. 24. Mm. Uh, similar in that like it's sort of using Defender's gadgets against them, and I, which I think would be really interesting because the Defenders do have so many gadgets and traps and things like that. It'd be nice to like turn the tables a little bit. Uh I think what might be interesting on um, on T. Jacobs' version is when you hack it, it just now it's neutral, so it will damage both attackers and defenders. So defenders aren't like suddenly immune to it, but everyone, but now everyone is. yeah, maybe it's got like a little red flashing light on it or something now. But now the attackers will also take damage from yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So Silver has an idea called Crypto. He's a three-speed one armor. He's an attacker. Basically, the idea is. Uh, he has something called the Enigma. He can use it twice per round. It deactivates all Defender electronic gadgets for four seconds. Uh, and um, he says that Mute, Bandit, Capkin, and Vigil would be immune to it, which seems kind of random. Like, I don't really understand the connection between them and, like, being immune to this specific gadget. Um, cams on a ceiling, uh, Valk cams on a ceiling would drop to the ground. Kaid's Artilla would stop and then have to do the reset phase again. Uh, this is interesting. What I don't like about it is one that it's global. It sounds like, and two, like the exceptions seem totally random. Like there's not like a logical path to that. So it'd be hard for players to like, remember. Um, I think the similar idea that I like better was the one we had a few weeks ago. I don't remember who sent it in. So I'm sorry, but the one where somebody is like basically that's my idea. Was Wait, this your idea? Was it, I don't, was it me or did it spawn off something? I think it came from something else and you something developed I, it further. Yeah. But basically, they would be able to like actively be hacking devices. So he would sit there, he would be on his device, and like the bandit batteries on the other side of the wall would turn off for as long as he was standing, sitting on his device in front of the wall, right? And I think that's similar to this, but much better because it's not global. It requires risk, and uh, it's it's a little bit more uh, easy to understand. Yeah, what's going on? Like who's affected and all that stuff. Doctor Snorgasm. Operator name Vulture, two speed, two armor. We're we're getting a lot of these like so this is what it is. Starts off with subpar guns and no gadget. His ability is to pick up someone's loadout. So Yeah, everybody loves this idea. Ash dies, you're like, no no no. I'm Ash now. So I don't know if you like cut off your head and put her head on to get the smaller <laughs> box or what, but basically you pick up their loadout and you have their stuff. So this is very similar to and we're getting the same name, Scavenger, Vulture. Yeah, pe- people love this idea. I, I'm actually the more I hear about it, the less I like like it. I, I don't know because instead of it being like, okay, we killed thermite, it's like, well, you killed thermite, but thermite V two is here. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. Wait, so is his an attacker or is his? His is an attacker. It looks like okay. Because it, he so we've heard it both on attacking and defending. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer a defender picking up the enemy's yeah. gadgets. Yeah. Not from killed friendlies. Yeah. Because then instead of it being like, hey, we killed Maestro, but then it's like, oh, too bad. I just took his phone. Actually, a similar thing I might like as like, 
you know, some operators sort of have like a passive ability. That's not like their main ability, yeah. but it's like an extra thing they can do. Yep. I would like somebody like Ella can detonate her charisma mines. And yeah. Down. Or like, uh, more like, um, it just went out of my head. There's like a bunch of them and they just all went out of my head. Zofia reviving herself. Yeah. Zofia can revive herself. Um, anyway. Oh, mute being immune to Doka B's things or, uh, Echo. Echo. Yeah. Things like that. Um, it'd, it'd be interesting if some other operator had like some idea that had some, or some, some, uh, ability that had something to do with gadgets or whatever, hacking or something like that. And if they could use other operators gadgets after that operator dies. So if in the example of like where thermite's placed a charge, but he dies before he detonates it, if this operator could go pick up his detonator mm-hmm. and set it off yeah. or like if maestro dies, this operator could grab maestro's phone and could control maestro's evil eyes. You know, if that was just like just a little extra yeah. ability that some operator had, because it wouldn't come into play very often. And like, even if it did, it doesn't seem like it would be like clutch in any way or another, but it would just be cool to be like this little extra thing, you know? Yeah. So he's also really friendly with everyone and knows how to use other stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. He's like, he's like the R and D guy, which Mira already is, but he's like the guy behind Mira that has all the ideas. Okay. So just unfriendly, we got to start burning through these cause there's a lot just unfriendly. Uh, so his idea is lift and lift is basically the defensive answer to Amaru. Um, so lift has a, uh, uh, like a, what does he call it? A automated winch that you can place on like hatches. Uh, so you'd open the hatch, you put the winch at the top and then, uh, defenders, other defenders and, and him also, of course, can like grab it and use it as a way to get back up through um, open hatches. So where Amaru can do this by herself with her own gadget, this would be a gadget that this person places down and only defenders can use it and all defenders can use it to um, move from floor to floor. So this is kind of an interesting idea because it like improves Romer's ability to come back and get back to the objective or just to be able to move around the map. Um, also, it's safe from getting defenders into spots they normally couldn't because she has to be able to actually go up and uh place place the lift where it belongs so you can't like shoot it up through a hatch and like get onto the roof of a building they normally can't get onto you know yeah um this is a good idea i think it's it's interesting because like i mean like you said it gets real more safe to the site or it can help them roam more so like if you're a basement of bank and you've got your jaeger in like open area and they're all coming in there. You're in a really bad position. You can get yourself up out of open area by using this basically repel hook and getting back up to the second floor. So you're still roaming, but at the same time you're not in danger anymore. Yeah. Um, or it's like, a, you're like, you run into open area and they're like, where'd he go? I don't know. He's gone. I'm upstairs. Yeah. Ah. In- increased mobility is always like a, a cool thing to have. Also, it increases like defenders' ability to like mold the map to what they want it to be, mm-hmm. which uh, is is like a really interesting part of Siege. Yeah, Drew Chains has a gadget that is three speed. That's two armor. Yes, that is a three speed one armor. The gadget is they are called Maven. Yiddish. So, so basically, this is like a big armored box that he puts down that puts out white noise that only affects the attackers. So the defenders are basically turning sound to their advantage. Um, and his idea is basically it can't be destroyed. Um, like EMPs can disable it for a certain amount of time, but it sounds like he doesn't think it should be destroyed in any way. Explosives or sledgehammer. So basically Maestro's evil eye. Uh, 
as far as destructibility. What do you think about this? I, I like it. Um, but I'm trying to find out like how big of a... Yeah, we, we had a similar attacker again, uh, or operator again um, on our thing. We called it Sonance, and for in our case, it was an attacker, uh, except this was a launcher like Ash that would shoot out a gadget that sticks to a wall or a ceiling and then emits white noise against the attackers or the defenders. That's basically my idea that I was going to bring up. Oh, really? Just Again, now? I forgot it was called. I was going to say it's called distortion, but basically, yeah, just very, very loud noise that you can't hear anything. It's just like 15 seconds of just... <laughs> Yeah, that was exactly our idea. So, yeah. um, so now that he's flipping on a defense. Uh, I'm trying to decide. I I guess I like it, but I think I think it would make it affect both sides. I don't think it would be only the attackers yeah. that have the white noise, especially if it's so hard to destroy. Yeah, I, if it was like more difficult to de- or more easy to destroy, um, then I might be okay with like it's targeted at the attackers. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's where you have to balance it. Okay, Drew Chain's second operator idea is called, uh, looks like Cave. It's called Cave, which is Urdu for Cave. Surprise. I think um, it's Kav probably, but anyway. Oh, well, it looks like it has a line over there, like a long H gun. Well, that's an English pronunciation, guys. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this person, um, they have two drones. They're basically like Echo drones where he can um, go around. He's limited to three from each drone. They last seven seconds and he's able to drive these drones around and like shoot echo blasts at the defenders. So he scouts out, shoots a blast at someone, and then someone can go off of that basically. Yeah. I really, really like this idea because like there's always the situation where you go, you're droning for somebody, you go, you, you turn into the corner of the room and you see the guy and you're like, oh, he's right there. And then he immediately shoots your drone and then he moves and then your intel quickly becomes useless, right? So it would be cool to have a guy who could drone in, see somebody, stun him really quick and then like get his drone to safety while he's calling out. He's in this part of the room and he's stunned. Yeah. Like go get him. Uh, I think that would be a cool way to, again, to get a, a, a unique kind of drone into the game. Agreed. Is it going to be too frustrating for people to just be stunned by <laughs> this drone? Thing. I- <laughs> I hate getting stunned by Echo Drones. Yeah. And I would certainly hate getting stunned by this thing. No, it wouldn't be cloaked or anything he's saying, no. which I like. Um, but, I mean, maybe if it was a shorter duration of stun, that would help. Okay, Golden Maniac had an idea. This operator is called Alex. <laughs> he's, a, he's a defender, and uh, he made a little, like, Minecraft... Uh, the graphic for it, which was kind of funny. Um, but so the ability he calls instant for, he throws a small diamond in a room with enough space to instantly create a tiny two floor room that is reinforced. So he like, <laughs> he just like pops up a little fort <laughs> that he can hide in. And it's like got two floors. So he can <laughs> move around between. I don't know if you can get in and out or like once you're in, are you stuck in? Like, is there a door to this fort? I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> The primary weapon is a golden repeater. It's a crossbow that shoots six bolts at a time, doing a mild amount of damage for each bolt. And the secondary is swordering. It's an iron sword that, when thrown, three seconds later gets sent back to you. Does significant damage. Interesting. 
I'm going to say this is a, an operator for a different game. <laughs> Not for this is a Minecraft operator. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, White Wolf 784. Sting is a two-speed, two-armor. Has a canine that would follow closely behind and beside Sting as they roam the map. It would be able to run ahead of the player and alert them of toxic and explosive traps such as toxic babes, EDDs, goos, and Gersmont mines by barking. The player would have to activate this ability and it would work on a cooldown, say 10 to 15 seconds per trap. The dog cannot trigger any traps itself, but can be damaged or killed by them if the player sets something off while the dog is close. The canine would also be able to attack an enemy player if Sting was within a certain radius of them. Once activated, the dog would run forward and bite down the enemy's arm, disabling their ability to shoot. The enemy player would have to beat the dog off or have a team member kill it. If they fail to get the dog off after 5 seconds, they are DBNO. The dog cannot fatally kill anyone, only disable and down. This ability to attack enemies would have a longer cooldown of about 30 seconds. Dog equipped with a bulletproof vest, giving it 200 HP, but damageable like players with headshots, being an instant kill. If they are, if Sting is out in a DBNO state and Shadow is still alive, the dog will defend Sting from enemy players that get too close. Once Sting is killed, the dog will run away and stop benefiting the team. As Sting is the only one that can control him. Okay, so my immediate question is, is this like ultra OP? This guy can sniff out traps, has help on attack, or like on in combat. Yeah, I think it is, because it turns a 1v1 to like a unfair, like, I'm going to just put my dog on you, and you're going to have to shoot the dog, and I'll shoot you, and you start shooting the dog. Yeah. I, I think it is a little OP. Um, I kind of like the idea of a dog as like a, a trap sniffer. I think that's kind of cool. Um and then, like maybe, maybe insofar as like he could he could defend you if you're downed. Maybe then he gets aggressive and like and will attack people who get too close or something. Like that would be like a, a cool and like isolated enough thing that it wouldn't like I feel like BLP or be like frustrating the players. Yeah. So like I think if you tone this down just a little bit, then I think it becomes a lot more interesting. Um, but combining all of those things together, I think is a little much. Agreed. Okay. Uh, Zero skill has another one. Um, uh, so this is Matrix. He has a tactical laser net. Um, it can be deployed in standard size corridors or doorways. Basically, what this thing is is like you you put it up. It's a laser grid that will deny throwable gadgets, so you can't throw like EMPs through it or grenades or whatever else. You try to throw them through, and it just like destroys them. Also, it reduces the amount of bullets that can pass through. So it doesn't completely destroy the bullets, but it does like reduce the amount coming through. So you're not getting taking as much damage. Basically, the combat through this thing is is reduced. Uh, which again, this is similar to another operator we had once. Um, the laser net's coated frame is resistant to ballistic projectiles, but not impenetrable. It would take a significant amount of ammunition to disable, and the laser net frame is susceptible to EMPs and shock darts. Which is he talking about? Drones. Uh, Twitch drones, shock drones. Looks like it. Yeah, that might have been autocorrect. Shock drones from to shock darts. Uh, what do you think? This is creative. Um, can can you explain it to me again? So it's basically like so you put it on like a doorway or a hallway or something. Okay, and it's just like this laser grid. Okay, uh, you know, think about the movies that have like yep. the traps that they have to get through. Gotcha. That they like do like cartwheels through. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can't throw things through it, just like disintegrates them. Okay. It reduces the amount of bullets they get through. So some bullets hit the lasers, okay. some don't. Um, and it's difficult to destroy. 
So how do you? Oh, it it is susceptible to EMP and shock. Okay, EMPs and not... and you can destroy it with bullets, but you have to shoot it a bunch. Okay, interesting. So it it gives you it's kind of this idea of like a wall, kind of like Icy Cat had, but instead you can see through it and you can kind of shoot through it, but also not really. Yeah, I actually like this. And you can't put gadgets through it, which is very no. interesting. I'm assuming it would stop drones and stuff too. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Uh, you'd have to be very like. Because it stops so many things, you'd have to be very careful with how many he has and how destructible it really is. Um, but, you know, I, I'm thinking about something like uh, Borders door at the top of Metal Stairs into Armory, the main mm-hmm. door into Armory. That's the one that's like always, it's hard to stop anything there because like it's such a, it's like such a big part of traffic through the map. Like somebody's always crossing that hallway or coming up those stairs or like inside the objective crossing from one objective to the other. That's just like a high traffic area. And there's not really any gadgets you can put there that help to. So can you walk through this stuff or is it going to kill you? Oh, he said that if operators pass through the field, they would sustain significant damage. So say it's like a Capkin trap amount of damage and the thing isn't destroyed after you go through it. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, um, but if you just had one, yeah, I or two, I I like it actually. I think it needs a little bit more too. development and like testing, but I I like the idea. I'm with you. Okay, uh, give us another one. Uh, Everblight has the similar idea to reinforcing floors. His is you would throw it out like gridlocks trap and it would kind of go out like gridlocks trap and it would cover the floor and then Kaid could electrify it from below which is interesting because that gives you like a i can give you like a hallway that's like electrified that's scary to go through <laughs> type of thing yeah white wolf 784 has another idea we're almost to the end here this is the second to last one um so his idea is a guy called gravel one speed three armor he has a launcher a grenade launcher that shoots um flashbang slash smoke grenades and so it would shoot out this device that first goes off as a flashbang and then it deploys smoke so it's like the two combined which is kind of an interesting idea because you blind them and then you make it impossible to see like once you're not blind anymore you can't see where you are like where what's happening around you um also obviously cover for the and then you open your eyes and it's smoke that's what i said yeah yeah. So it's like, well, like, what you said, like you're blind, you can't see anything around you, and then you open. No, I said like once token. you recover from the oh. blindness. Um, and then he has some details about like how they bounce and like that you could you could either shoot one single shot or you could do a three round burst that would like shoot them at different uh different ranges. So like if you're shooting down a long hallway, it would like hit third of the way down the hallway, halfway down the hallway, and three third or three thirds. <laughs> And at the other end of the hallway or whatever right like it would sort of hit like three different points throughout the hallway so that's kind of a cool idea um but yeah i i like this for like something to like really help a push right to just like blind smoke everybody go yeah i i actually do like it a lot though and to be able to, like to launch these kinds of gadgets like deeper into objectives mm-hmm. can anybody do anything like that I don't like, think anyone has Zofia like a launching... Sophia can do concussions. Yeah, but no one has like a launching smoke, and that's what I want. Like something where you can get it uh, well, in there. Oh, yeah, Capital. But no, nobody has like and a that launching... that works actually very well. Yeah, Capital's works great. Capital's nobody great has operator. a launching flashbang type of thing. I guess like the... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Ying's Candela's, uh, Candela's sort of. Ish. Because I mean, you, you can put them on a wall and yeah. they can like... 
but we don't do that enough. No, we we don't use Ying ever. Ever, and we probably should use her more. Like especially like you can get over. I don't know. Oh, Macy J did a really great guide on Ying like a few months yeah. ago. They explained like the very technical aspects of it and showed how effective she can be. Yeah, I'm thinking like always chalet, but you got bandit trick on chalet. How do you only think of chalet? I don't know. <laughs> bandit trick chalet small garage. If you go above and you can get like a candela on that floor, well, at that point I may as well just anyway. I, don't know. I mean, she'd be great like in Oregon uh, when you're trying to attack basement. There's always that mirror window, and often she's opened a big enough hole that she can like strafe through and shoot through. Yeah. If you just tossed a candela in that. there as you were like trying to make a push, that I think that could be really good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so, okay, yeah. So that's his. And then I had one last idea as I was reading all these things. Um, okay, so what if there was an operator who is a defender and they can, like, set up a, a security station? So they've, like, they put up this thing oh, that yeah. shows all the camera feeds. It's got, like, a bunch of monitors. So, like, it's this big, big thing that they set up, right? So you put it in a safe spot. And it's probably, like, semi-indestructible, I would think. Like, maybe you have to use explosives or sledgehammer or something. You can't just, like, shoot it. Yeah. But, like, it's sort of this big thing. So somebody could stand there and watch all the cameras at once and be able to say... Like, this, this is probably technically impossible, I would I would assume, like, <laughs> to build this thing that's feeding all the cameras in or whatever. Yeah. But it would be cool to have somebody to be able to see all the cameras at once. And you're sort of sacrificing an operator, like, playing Siege, right? Because they're sitting yeah. there staring at the thing instead. Cameras. Uh, but it would be cool, yeah. I think. Has him in a security station. Yeah, and just like watching all the cameras and being able to say, "Okay, they're like they're here," you know. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Do you have any other operator ideas to throw in there? That's all I could think of for now. I still love all of our original operator ideas. Yeah, me too. I love <laughs> I like shard and shrapnel are really good ones. Um, my favorite operator idea I've come up with, which I have decided to name Ignition is an operator that has a drone. It's a special drone. You get two of them. And they are, like, re- like breaching charge, charge drones, basically. So you can't, like, go and blow them up on someone's feet. They have to attach to a wall. But they can attach to, like, a reinforced wall. And they make, like, a hub, like a two Habana-sized hole. So, like, a hole big enough to, like, vault through. Mm-hmm. But not, like, big enough to walk through on your own. And so, like, you could take this drone in safely somewhere. It could hop on the wall, attach itself, and then it will detonate on that reinforcement. I think it would be so, so fun to, like, use that on, like, some of the walls that are harder to get to that are reinforced. So, like, uh, Blue Hallway, if you can't get, like, a thermite down there, but you can, like, kind of, you can, like, kind of clear behind the generator, you can get one of those drones back there. And this is on uh, Bank or uh, Clubhouse, by the way. Blue Hallway behind the generator, you can get, like, a drone in there and, like, open up that that hole, like, a, that wall that goes into church that's right there. That would be cool. Um Another place that it would be really cool to use is, like, uh, Oregon Basement. You can get a drone into, like, the back, like, the watchtower side where they always have that mirror window looking towards the back side and open up that wall as well just give you another line of sight into objective. That would be good. I, I just love the idea of, like, someone is safe, but they can, like, bring something in and, like, open a wall before you're even in there. Yeah, I, I love that idea. We've had, you know, similar ideas like that before, and I love – like, I – I've said this a couple times already, but I love the idea of another unique drone because right now we just mm-hmm. have the one and that's in a, that's just something else that they could play with a lot. So any idea like that, I love. Okay, so let's go through and rank our top five here. The number one operator idea is going to get 600 R6 credits. Should we just take a second and like do our individual top fives and talk about it or how should we do this? Let's just talk about who are your top ones 
out of all those. Okay. Um, gosh, there's so Just quickly many. who it's by and what they do, like a quick. Okay, I actually really like Tom Alex's rocket launcher guy. Yep. Um, it's on my list as well. I like Icy Cat's scheme. That's the smoke grenade drone. Okay. Yeah, I like Icy Cat's uh, and Steel Switches and Ginger's Viper, the guy who shoots uh, or puts a camera, camera through a wall. I like that as well. I like Viper a lot. Um, the the one Belgarath's and other people's idea with the rugs, like the indestructible rugs on the floor, I think it's good, but it's just not like inspiring to me. It's not in my top five. Yeah, so it's not one of my favorites. Uh, let's see what else. I like Dilbert Ashitaka's repair person, actually. Okay. And I I like six size uh, smoke, the colored smoke. Oh really? Yeah. The, like, those really two like actually them. were both like I think they're both good, but they were not my favorite. I don't so. like repairing as much, but I actually really like the smoke one. I can just see that stopping pushes and like making them like no, you're gonna go another way. Yeah. Um. I also like my drone reinforce. I know. I like my own too. Obviously. <laughs> what about the laser grid? I like the laser grid actually. What's what's that one's name? Uh, Matrix was his name, and it comes from Zero Skill. Matrix. Oh, Just Unfriendly's Lift. Oh, Lift is good. Is one of my favorites. Um, let's see. I was looking at the little list I made here. I think that covers most of my favorites. Um, what about the drone launching Black Eyes? Oh, I actually like that one too. I like that one, but I don't think it's my top five. Who had the idea of like the sound? one not the decoy grenade but like the the white noise one oh that's that not really on Drew chains yeah but he had it for defense right with the yeah defense where it's more of like a placed gadget can we throw in like the sound grenade that's like a well we already had that idea before i guess so like we've, we we thoroughly explained that idea so i don't think that's a that's a fair okay. one to consider that's a good idea though okay so we have i've got seven here that we mentioned so let's eliminate two off the start so we have rocket launcher Camera through wall. Uh, sorry, what does schema do again? Schema is the uh, smoke grenade drone. Oh, smoke grenade drone. Okay, smoke grenade drone, repair, colored smoke, matrix laser grid, and the lift. What about blink pencil scavenger one that picks up like the montane shield or like the... I'm conflicted on that one. I'm okay. like, I'm not totally sure. Like, I kind of like it, but if I was to choose five operators in the game, that would not be one of the ones I would choose out of these ideas. Okay, so we need to eliminate two from the seven that we picked off the start. I think Repairman I can take out. Okay. Uh, I think Colored Smoke would be my next one, but if you like it, we can I do really different like one. That one. Okay. Uh, but what else is there, though? Rocket Launcher, Smoke Grenade Drone, Camera Through the Wall, uh, Colored Smoke, Laser Grid, and Lift. Laser Grid. Laser Grid... I really like, but this might be one that's just like a little bit too complex to understand. Like it's, and I'm not sure if it would just completely break stuff. And well, my only problem is that is like, how does it work? Is it only through like a door or is it like a hallway too? Cause like, what if you try to put it on like, he said a door or like a, like a standard sized hallway. So you couldn't put it in like huge hallways. or whatever. Okay. So it would have to have like two walls that it's attaching. Yeah. If not that, what would you eliminate? probably lift like i think lift is cool but i also see it so situational 
At the I don't know. Time. I think like especially on newer maps, there's so many hatches, and yeah, actually there are a lot of hatches. Like I j- can hear just in friendly right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> like as I've been playing Amaru, obviously Amaru is not great, but like I'm starting to notice places where like this could be good if it was just not as loud, or if if I could react faster when I got to the top, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and like seeing those spots now, I'm thinking like, okay, if if I was a defender, like just moving through the map and coming back up into a safe spot instead of like a, trying to aggress into a yeah. dangerous spot, like this could be very good. And like like I could do things that I wouldn't normally do because I have a quick escape route. I'm I'm fine with getting rid of the colored smoke. Actually, okay. I love that idea. I think I like it a lot. But I'm I'm conflicted about removing it too because I actually did like it. But again, but I don't know what else to remove is my problem. I know. Maybe they're all good. The, actually, I would lean, lean toward laser grid just because okay. it is a little bit complicated. Let's take out laser grid. Okay. Okay. So we have lift, which is the gets you up through hatches. You have the camera that goes through a wall. You have this colored smoke that basically colors people's feet. And it's just a huge cloud of smoke that's on the defending team going against attackers. Mm-hmm. We have the smoke drone. And then we have the rocket launcher. Yes. So what's what's the worst of those? Number five. I think it's probably the colored smoke. Okay. I'm fine with that. I was going to say rocket launcher, but colored smoke I think is my next one. Are you fine with putting rocket launcher as number four? I actually really like the rocket launcher. Um, I, but yeah, let's see. What would not be number four or what would be number four then? I don't know if I like the smoke grenade drone as much as I like the rocket launcher. The rocket launcher is just like so practical and straightforward. Mm-hmm. You don't um, like the smoke drone as much as the rocket launcher? Yeah, I don't think really? so. Really? Wow, I, I love well, the like, smoke it, ones, I for, think. I, well, I know, you really like the smoke idea. But like the smoke drone, it's like, well, why don't I just throw a smoke grenade or shoot well, a Capitable? Jaeger. Okay, Capitable. Still, like, well, not Jaeger, but like you can get the smoke drone in like a more unique position. But there's like Mute be, and Bandit and like yeah. there's so many, like Mozzie, there's so many more ways to stop a drone than Capitale's thing. Yeah, that's true. And Capital also comes with the utility of the but incendiaries. Vision. That's true. I think it's good, but I think it's number four. What would you put as number three? Uh, either the lift or the rocket launcher. Well, I think that tells us what number one is. <laughs> yeah, it does, if you've been paying attention. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. So Smoke Drone is number four. I, I I think I'd put Lift as number three because I think the Rocket Launcher, I was going to put that as number five, but like you said, it's just so simple and so easy to understand. Yeah, and like it's it's going to be a good like one difficulty operator. You know? Um, so that means our winner is <laughs> tied, I guess, between Icy yeah, so Cat, Steel Switch, and Ginger. So which, now, which one do we like the most? I mean, they're all I pretty like similar. I like the arrow, I think, a lot. Yeah, I do like it better as an arrow than a drill. Than a so drill. Icy Cat had the original idea. I don't know if Steel Switch saw that or came up with the idea but on his own. Steel Switch had his idea as well a long time ago. Okay, well, and he recommended it as an arrow, so I actually like that a lot better. That's what I would go with as the winner. Because being able to launch it to something like just makes it much more useful. I think I like the arrow as well. Okay. So we're giving it to Steel Switch? I think we're giving it to Steel Switch. Steel Switch, congratulations. You've won 600. R6 credits. Unrenowned credits. I will message you and we will figure out how we're going to get to you. Cool. So just to run it down again, our number one operator idea from the community operator ideas extravaganza was an operator that shoots a bolt that has a camera on the tip through a soft wall and 
has an indestructible camera looking into wherever it's shot. Number two was somebody with a rocket launcher. You got to stand still to launch it and you're going to be very vulnerable to do so. Uh, it opens big effing holes in soft walls. Number three was a defender who puts a lift on a hatch that only defenders can use and you can use it to move around the map a little bit more efficiently. Number four, uh, I should be crediting people. The first one came from Icy Cat slash Steel Switch slash Ginger. The rocket launcher came from Tomalex. Uh, the lift came from Just Unfriendly. Number four came comes also from Icy Cat. Name was Schema. It's a smoke grenade drone <laughs> that has thermal vision and launches smoke grenades, which is a very fun idea. I like it. And the number five came from Six Eyes, operator named Nimbus that uh, throws colored smoke that leaves footprints as uh, attackers walk away from it. So thank you, everybody, for submitting your operator videos. That was a lot of fun to go through those and talk about how Siege could be even cooler. Hopefully, we can get some of these through to our friends at Ubisoft and uh, see if we can have some effect on the game. PP, activate. Activate that PP. Everybody, like, retweet this episode or something <laughs> congratulations to steel switch yes congratulations if you like the show you can support us by making sure to subscribe to the podcast uh you can do that on anywhere that you listen to podcasts itunes google Podcasts, spotify anywhere else um also if you would leave us a review on itunes or whatever other podcast platforms you use that would be much appreciated um, you can also support us by watching us on our individual channels i'm rye guy on youtube twitch and mixer chris is just hello with three o's follow us on twitter at r6 unrenowned anything else to say before we close it out today just goodbye